here we are, folks. We are here for another ep- late episode of Blunt Movie Talk, the podcast. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Tonight, today's episode is one I was actually not preparing for, but um, I've been watching it, and I'm still watching it as we speak. Um, this is like a live viewing party, almost but uh, it was going to be for Crank 2, but for some weird reason it was acting up on my Blu-ray player. So I started watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and uh, we're at the um, Brad's Fantasy scene. I thought this would be the best part to start with, you know, because we got uh, Phoebe Cates here in her uh, very memorable scene. If you've seen the movie, uh, it came out in 1982. It's it's such a classic film. It's so great. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, Phoebe Kate's character, she plays Linda, and her character is really interesting, uh, watching this, uh, being older now. But, uh, yeah, she's about to walk in on Brad, and, ooh, fun fact about that scene. When they were filming the scene, Judge Reinhold, who I've met, and he's a really nice guy, and I think he would definitely be into this podcast, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, he was telling me a story, and this is something you can also look up, that uh, when they were doing the scene, he didn't let Phoebe Cates know that he had a large dildo with him, like a huge dildo with him. So when she opens the door and sees what's happening, she just sees that, oh god, this guy's dick's out. And so, yeah, and so her reaction's very pure in that moment. Uh... Sean Penn is so great in this as uh, he plays Jeff Spicoli. And funny enough, I am wearing my checkered Vans that uh, Vans actually became super popular after this film because Spicoli is sported wearing the checkered uh, Vans uh, throughout the entire film. And he, oh man, hearing a so- double cheese and sausage pizza, that sounds delicious. And that pizza, um, pizza in movies always looks way better, way better in real life. Um, but yeah, uh, as we're viewing this, or <laughs> I, I mean, I'm watching it. Uh, I, I'll put something in the description like, hey, let's watch Fat Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, start at this point in the movie. Uh, pretty much, I started recording right before Phoebe Cates dove in the water of uh, Brad's fantasy. So that'd be like the part you would want to start at if you wanted to be uh, live with me right now. Uh, but right at this second, Mr. Hand has taken uh, Spicoli's pizza and just put it on the table to let other people eat it. So if you're at that point and I'm talking about it, awesome. But look at that pizza. Doesn't that shit look delicious? Oh, it looks so fucking good. All right. As we watch this, though, uh, I'll talk about... Things you might not know about this film. But I want to talk about some of the characters, too, because I really haven't watched this movie in years. It's one of my favorites, though. I I absolutely love it. And, um, man, Jennifer Jason Lee was so beautiful in this. And you could tell she's gotten, like, plastic surgery, and it's a shame when that shit happens. All right, so, um... 
Yeah, let's talk about some facts about it. Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High began as a non-fiction book. Um, Cameron Crowe is the one who wrote the book. And um, I don't... I, let me see if he wrote the movie. I don't think he was a writer. Okay, no, he did write this. Awesome. Cameron Crowe is a hell of a filmmaker. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, he was a freelance writer for Rolling Stones when he was a kid. Like, um, if you've seen his film Almost Famous, that's like a mini biography of pretty much what he had, like, stuff that happened to him while, you know, writing about all these rock and roll bands of the 1970s and um he uh he he spent a year secretly embedded at um claremont high school in san diego and um and he was under a assumed named and um he did that so he could gather stories for a nonfiction book with the same title uh it was published in 1981, and a year later, it was adapted for the screen. And I've never read the book. If if I, if I had, I would have um, done this as a book to film thing. Um, uh, the the Mark the Rat is uh, wait 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 who is this? Um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character uh, Stacy. Um, there is, oh, Stacy's mom? Hmm. Oh, anyway, that's nothing. <laughs> uh, Mike Damone is about to sleep with Stacy, and, oh my god, this part's actually, I remember it, and the timing of the music here is pure today kind of comedy, and I absolutely love it. Um, but he, he literally lasts seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, back to some f facts. But uh, yeah, he... Uh, um, he inspired uh, Mark the Rat Ratner. Um, and he is somewhat... The guy he based the rat on is a real-life computer guru now. Um... His name was Andy uh, Rathbone. Rathbone eventually became rich and famous for writing many of the Four Dummies books about computer programs like uh, Windows. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the fucking timing of that that goes off. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee also did some undercover work to prepare for her role. Uh, she was 20 years old when she took the job and... Um, she took the job at the actual per Perry's Pizza in the Sherman Oaks uh, Mall, and that's where some of the movie was shot, and so um, she did that so she could get in character as Stacy, so it was kind of cool that she thought, okay, I really want to know the ropes here, and it's funny because her character, I believe, is supposed to be just 16, and um, she was 20 at the time, and it, it, it's weird because she looks old. She looks older than 18, but at the same time looks younger. Like, she's the only person in this fucking movie that can remotely pull off being a teenager. Well, Mark Ratner also. Um, he's, he's a young-looking guy. Um, this was also uh, Nicolas Cage's first film. 
this was his big debut. Um, he, he, I think he's listed as Brad's bud, and um, he originally uh, was supposed to play Brad, but um, they had to shrink him down to a uh, a background role because of his age. Um, at the time, though, he was Nicholas um, Coppola because he is the nephew, I believe, of Francis Ford Coppola, the famous director of The Godfather. Um, God, I really hate Mike in this. <sighs> He's the nephew. Yeah, he is the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. It just popped in my head. Um, but, uh, yeah, on that, you know, Nicolas Cage being casted, he was the only actor... Uh, under the age of 18 and so yeah <laughs> um but as i was saying uh sean penn plays jeff spicoli and uh he does so well with it but the thing is um he got the role from a uh brief chat he had a brief chat prior to his scheduled audition and he was pretty much cast for that, so he didn't even have to audition for Spicoli. That's that's how great of an actor Sean Penn is. God, that is the world's worst uniform. That Captain Hook uniform's awful. Like that chick. Wait, is that fish? Looks like chicken. It looks good though, but he makes it appear that it's not. Okay, so obviously you guys know I'm fucking high right now. His face, I don't, if you guys are listening sober or you're listening at work, next time you look at Judge Reinhold, it looks like he has kind of a sloth face. If you, you know, hey you guys, like he has one eye, let's, his, my right, his, my left, his right eye looks higher than his other eye. And I, I feel like it's more pronounced because I'm fucking stoned. Uh, now, he just made an ass out of himself in front of a pretty lady at the... Was she driving a Ferrari? I know that's a, a vacation thing, but... um, <sighs> That's like the best way to quit a job, but then the worst, because you can't get your fucking last paycheck, bro. God, Mike sucks. I really hate this dude. Anyway, um... And, uh, back to Sean Penn there, sorry. He actually stayed in character during the film's entire shoot. Um, because he's a method actor, and he forced everyone on set to call him Spicoli. And he wouldn't answer to his actual name at all. Other Fast Times actors made fun of him behind his back by calling him Sean De Niro. Which you are giving him a huge compliment and most of these people in this movie don't do anything anymore. I'm sorry. I like, I like the actors and actresses, but, um, they don't really do much anymore. Sean Penn is the biggest, well, I mean, he, there's also Forrest Whitaker and, uh, um, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker, and, uh, there's one other person, Ugh. oh, Nicolas Cage, yeah, besides them two guys, but, uh, we won't get into that, we're not into that right now, <laughs> um, but, like, he completely is ignoring, like, avoiding Stacy at all costs, and then, like, the whole, I think this is a good, this, sadly, is a good moment to show the relationship with, 
I mean, we got a hint of how protective Brad is of Stacy, but at the same time, it wasn't like. I don't know. The Roses thing was like, sure, yeah, I'll because he ends up giving them to his own girlfriend that he plans to break up with, which he thinks he has the world's greatest idea, and it turns out his uh, his his girlfriend uh, breaks up with him before he gets to break up with her. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, Penn State in character the whole time, and um, yeah. And this, speaking of it, Forrest Whitaker, as I just mentioned, um, he's an Oscar winner, very well known. He, this was his first film as Charles Jefferson. And, oh my god, that scene where he's the kill Lincoln, um, man, him tearing up that field with those guys is, oh, it's just comedic gold. Um, The guy who played uh, Herman Munster, Fred Gwynn, uh, he was originally offered the role of Mr. Hand, who was greatly played by uh, Ray Walston. And um, uh, he was supposed to play Mr. Hand, but he turned it down because he objected to the teenage sex and drug use in the script, which I get. You can have your principles as an actor, but, I mean, if you want to get paid, you gotta work. Um... I mean, if I was an actor, I guess I would have some sort of integrity. Uh, oh, Universal Studios originally approached David Lynch to direct this. Um, he politely turned it down, saying that the script wasn't in his wheelhouse. Which, if you know any of his films and you watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they're nothing alike at all. Uh, Stacy's about to get taken to the abortion clinic well he she tells brad she's going bowling but then brad she doesn't wait for brad to be out of the area at all he has an indians shirt jersey on are they supposed to be in ohio oh i got i gotta contact my buddy i've known him for years he's the one doing the illustrations for me um uh, he has a red bubble. He goes under Watson Creations. He, I've known him for years. He's a great guy. Um, and he loves doing graphic design stuff for people. So, uh, I've hired him to do a few episodes for me. I've, I, I feel like I've known him my whole life. He's a great guy. But anyway, um, he's going to be really pissed because I did not plan to do this. Tonight was supposed to be about, uh, Crank 2. I thought about him because he, he's from Ohio, so... He would know the Indians. He's a Cubs fan also. I like the Cubs. I like the Cubs. I like the Mets. Um, I think his favorite American League team is the Indians, which, ironically, they played each other in the World Series that the Cubs won in Ohio. So, yeah. Anyway, wow, got off track there. But, like, Brad's having a good moment with Stacy, and you, you really see him as a big brother in this role, and I really appreciated that they took this scene and made it what they did. Um, oh, no, that's a California license plate. Oh, okay. That's a pretty sweet jersey. I'd wear that jersey. I don't know if I like the small sleeves. I'd probably wear, like, a three-foot... Anyway, stop it! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm fucking hungry. And thirsty. Shit. I've been drinking... I'm, I'm on a diet. Um, 
I eat Chipotle a lot, though, still, I'm not going to lie. But I've actually lost a lot of weight. I'm really proud of myself. But I also drink vitamin water. Zero sugar. Shine. It's a strawberry lemonade. It's delicious, though. But, I mean, it's pretty much water with vitamins. So, it's it's delicious, though. Ooh, prick on the... Is that a gremlin? I think he drives a fucking gremlin. I don't know. I like that car. I drive that car. Oh, my brother's texting me. Let's see what this motherfucker got to say. He bought my Breaking Bad DVDs. Whoa. Uh, I have the noise gate on this. Oh my god, I've only been talking for 16 minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, guys. I swear. Oh, and he... Oh, his locker's next to the girls' room. Uh, Why... Nobody looks like they should be a teenager. That's the thing I love. I love 80s films. I love the 80s. I'm... uh, One episode I'm going to be doing soon is Ready Player One. The book to film comparison. Uh, God, I remember... I, I, I saw... I love Ready Player One. Spoiler alert. I love it. Um... And I love the book, too. And you're probably thinking, like, well, those two stories are completely different. And they are. Um, but that will be discussed on book to film. But I feel like Wade Watts sometimes with the... I just love the 80s. I'm getting way off track. I'm sorry, guys. I got... Yeah, you get it. Okay. But yeah, David Lynch... Um, unpopular opinion, but I fucking hate David Lynch. I feel like David Lynch is that kind of director that he does some weird artsy shit. He did Twin Peaks, he did Eraserhead, but I tried watching Eraserhead and Twin Peaks. I couldn't get into that shit. Do I respect what it has become to many of the fans? Yeah, of course. Um, but, a big but here, um... I just, I don't think they're good. I think they're shitty films. Like, I I like smart films. Uh, I like films that are, that do get to make you think. But then there's movies that are just, uh, they're pretentious. There we go. That's the word I was fucking looking for. They're pretentious. Um, but yeah, this film came out perfectly f perfect for what it was, for what it is. Um, and David Lynch, I don't even, yeah, like, Look at Dune, for instance. He can't do adaptations. Um, Bruce Springsteen's sister has a cameo in this movie. Uh, she plays the dark-haired cheerleader on the left during the pep rally. <laughs> Which, again, that that was... There's humor in that that's before this time. And the girl, uh, she's sitting there and she's trying to get everyone hyped up. And one of the stoner buds uh, played by... Oh, who plays him? He was in Mask. And he was the original Marty McFly before uh, they brought in um, Michael J. Fox. I can't think of his name. Oh, well, doesn't fucking matter. He throws a paper airplane at her, and then she goes, You know, it takes a lot of courage to come up here and be happy for you guys. I, I don't know why. I just started cracking up laughing. It could be because I'm fucking high. Who knows? But anyway, uh, yeah, his sister played that girl. Um, and also... Let's talk about the soundtrack. It has an amazing soundtrack. I think a lot of films... <laughs> I'm sorry. 
just Jeff Spicoli's going into this room. They're on a field trip at the morgue right now. If you're if you're watching this at home with me, um, <laughs> and he stopped by the teacher who he oh this guy's hilarious. I remember one of his craziest roles was in Ghost, and Spicoli's literally in this guy's class just to come and see the dead body <laughs> that they're about to pull the guy's house hard out of it he says excuse me are you in this class he just replies i am today oh my god that's fucking hilarious <laughs> that body does not look convincing what the hell Ew. what the fuck looks like they ate a bunch of guacamole and just spurted out like a pimple shit man <laughs> Oh, and he pulls out the fucking heart. <laughs> oh, gnarly! <laughs> I love this movie. I love Jeff Spicoli. Mark, Mark's such a nice guy. <laughs> Fuck Mike. Anyway, okay. Um... Let's get into casting. Uh, Heckling and Crow filled the cast with friends and lovers. Judge Reinhold was asked to play Brad because he was director Amy Hecklering's upstairs neighbor in Los Angeles. Hecklering, I'm fucking up her name, I know I am, also cast her ex-husband, David Brandt, and his real-life band, Reeves Nova and The Clitch, as the band at the dance. And her ex-boyfriend, Beverly Hills Cop, and Scent of a Woman director, Martin Brest, as the doctor on the field trip near the end of the film. Uh, the woman who pulls up next to Brad's car, who laughs at him while he's wearing his uh, Captain Hook uniform shit, is Crow's then-girlfriend, ex-wife Nancy Wilson. Uh, and sh many people might know her as the guitarist from the band Heart. Um... She originally, uh, let's let's get back to the director here. She originally wanted to keep the fate of each character open ended. Uh, Universal Studios man mandated she end the movie with updates for each character, just like 1973's American Graffiti. And at the same time, it's like I don't know. Sometimes it's good to have an ending like that where uh, where people you get to kind of guess their fate, but at the same time, you, as a viewer, sometimes just want that closure, especially for a movie like this. And he pulls out the checkered vans. My skull! <laughs> he has braces. Shit, I never noticed that before. Uh... What? Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, this is the Mr. Hand scene. I remember it now. Um, but uh, she originally wanted to keep them open-ended. But, again, American Graffiti was also in the same spectrum of this kind of film. It was a film that was very a product of its time. But, like, it was also... Um... <laughs> He's so shocked to see Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand's a good teacher, though. Like, a lot of people wouldn't have fucking done that shit. Um, but yeah, this, this movie's really 
well done. Um, but I want to talk about Sophie, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe Kate's character. She always talks about this, uh, this fiance she has, and you can tell like her character is supposed to come off as this sexual expert, this this woman who's been around and knows what what is what. But then there there's something underlining that. There's something about it that's not. There's no truth behind it, and you find out that it's um. Uh, I think she says he's been cheating on her for years. Um, or he, he's been dating someone else for a while now. But, uh, yeah, like, her character, every time they talk about something, and the one big, like, clue to how it might be or how it really is, is she seems to have this perfect man that's also never around. And then... Um, after Mike has his uh, 12 seconds of fun, um, he uh, she's talking to her about um, how long did her fiance last, and he said, and she goes, 20 to 30 minutes. She goes, really? And she's like, and then um, she respond. Uh, Stacy responds with. Um, I thought you said 30 to 40 and she like kind of freezes and then goes, that's what I meant. 30 to 40 minutes. So you could tell there's a lot of dishonesty. And then they talk about the orgasming. Do they orgasm? Does the guy orgasm first as a girl? Yada, yada, yada. And then she says that they always orgasm together. And she's like, and Stacy again questions her about it. And she goes, well, I think I have. So there's definitely this untruth. There's this, like she wants to be this mature woman but really she's just a schoolgirl you know who who wants love but and she thinks by being with this older man that she has it but it turns out she doesn't um um a scene with uh ah oh, crap sorry okay <laughs> Uh, the mall, I think that's a cool mall. I've never been to a mall like that before, but um, the mall scenes were shot during the night from uh, when the mall closed at 9.30 to when it opened at 9. Uh, the the two kids who Damone, uh, Damone scalps the tickets to uh, were under 18, and due to labor laws, couldn't film past certain hours, so they only had a 10-minute window to shoot their scenes, which... Again, you know, they're not really in it a lot. So, uh... I guess Mike Damone had a nude scene with Stacy. It was filmed and never used, was stated by director Amy Hecklerine, to show the natural vulnerability between two young teenagers. Uh, the intent was to show each of them undressing and then show them standing before each other fully naked. Full frontal, vulnerable, and nervous. Uh, and the scene was pulled due to an impending X rating and has never been released, which makes sense. Um, she's reading the letter now from her ex-fiance. But again, it's like, oh man, she was, Phoebe Cates was beautiful. I mean, she I've seen photos. She's still beautiful. All women, you know, no matter the age, you are beautiful. Well, maybe not you. 
You don't know who I'm talking to? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, how long have I been talking now? 28 minutes. Oh, shit. Uh, good thing there's still more to come. Oh, man. My buddy's going to be so pissed at me. I have him making one. He made a uh, thing for the Crank 2 one that I was supposed to be doing today. And so this one, this episode, I'm filming it on a Sunday right now. I've been really bad about keeping up with you guys. And I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, this is more of like a little bit of a hobby, like free time kind of thing. And so, uh, it's just like, uh, I had an itch. I'm sorry, guys. It was right behind my ear and I couldn't get it with my headphones on. Oh, excuse me. I'm, bur I'm burping now. But yeah, Sean Penn's such a great actor. Like, who knew the guy from Mystic River was also Jeff Spicoli? Okay. Okay, back at it again with the checkered veins. Alright, um... Universal actually didn't think this movie was going to be a hit at all. Um... The studio had thought about not releasing it on the East Coast so that the film would be quickly... would, would It would die at the box office quickly. Um, but obviously, it became a huge hit. Uh, I have friends that love it that are uh, younger, a little younger than me or a little older than me. And then uh, I know a lot of older... What the fuck was that noise? What the hell... Guys, I've been watching a lot of Ghost Adventures recently, and every time I think my house is fucking haunted, but I'm pretty sure I see some shit every now and then. I got I put these lights around uh, my trampoline, and I was going to record last night, but I was just so in the moment, and I could draw out how I felt in that moment, just laying on a trampoline. I had lights all around, and... Um, I have lights all around the uh, the little screen cover thing, and I was just laying there looking up at the stars with those lights and just listening to uh, Life in a Northern Town. Man, that's a great one. <laughs> iHeartRadio is having a contest, and my buddy um, actually recommended my podcast for it, but it was so funny. He said that, uh, one, he gave me a great compliment, said he thought I was funny, which is great, because I don't know if I'm fucking funny. <laughs> Everything's fucking funny right now, guys. Man, I worked at a movie theater before, and I didn't get to wear a tux that nice. Oh, look at that. She gave it, gave him her school photo. She's cute. Shit. I, I think I'm more attracted to Phoebe Keats, though. If I Keats. Keats, Keats. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, wow, the movie's about to end. Shit, I didn't realize it was this close to the ending already. Brad's now working at a gas station. He has a plate of fucking cookies. I never see a plate of fucking cookies. <laughs> Spicoli's hilarious. I love it. Um, I forget what I was talking about before, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh... Um, obviously there was a lot of product placement too, and this, like, uh, also if there's a 1982 film named E.T. the Extraterrestrial that also, um, did huge product placement with Reese PCs, if you remember that, but, um, to 
to name a few that I've noticed while watching this, um, there's obviously Vans. And, um, shit. Carrots. Because that blowjob scene. I don't fucking know. I guess only... I've just noticed they've heavily showed the vans. The checkered vans are really showed throughout this. So, I guess... I don't know. I thought there was more products. Maybe I just thought so in my head. Um, But, yeah. uh... Get off my case, motherfucker. Oh, in the face with coffee. I can't even imagine how hot that would be. And then, bam. All right. Let's read the fates of each character. Judge Reinhold here in his sloth-looking face. And then Sean Penn here and his Bacoli dudes. Says for Brad Hamilton. What happens for Brad, shall we? Brad Hamilton made a manager of Mighty Mart June 12th. That's it. Mike Damone busted for scalping Ozzy Osbourne tickets now working at 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven bought Speedway, guys. Mr. Vargas switched back to coffee, which is hilarious because he, I think he said Fresca or something. Linda Barrett attended college in Riverside, now living with her abnormal psych professor. That makes sense. She, she really is like, Rat and Stacy having a passionate love affair. Oh, shit. But still haven't gone all the way yet. Yeah, he got really nervous. And did... yeah, Mr. Hand convinced everyone is on dope. Hey, man. Sometimes that's the best way. Je- Jeff McCauley saved Brooke Shields from drowning, and he blew his reward money hiring Van Halen to play at his birthday party. If you're gonna... Oh, what's this? Oh, it's that one guy. Uh, at All American Burger, and then... The Mighty Mart. Mighty Mart. That's great. That's, you know. <sighs> Graphic design's so interesting. <laughs> uh, Arnold. Arnold's the guy. He, oh, God, I hope you enjoyed your piss, Arnold. And then, sir, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Oh, classic lines. Uh, Oh, sorry, I was reading. Uh, It's ranked at number two of Entertainment Weekly's 50 best school movies. And I totally agree with it. Stoner Bud. Anthony Edwards. Businessman. Brad's Bud. Trying to see. Oh, wait, they already showed him. Beautiful Girl in Car, Nancy Wilson. Rave Neo in The Cinch. Restaurant waitress. Ah, uh, fuck it. Okay, but yeah, uh, I really wanted to do Crank Two for you guys, and I was so excited to watch it. But I'm gonna have to ask some of my uh, Blu-ray collecting buds out there if they know anything um, about like why it was in like. I, I tried it on my upstairs Blu-ray player and it worked, but down here in my basement. Um, the one that I have set up in my little man cave-esque thing, uh, it did not work. <sighs> but yeah, this movie is great. It's um, You have movies that really define a generation, 
And I think the best movies for the 80s, you can always look at films like this, Breakfast Club. Um, I'm going to say Pretty in Pink over 16 Candles. I love 16 Candles. But then at the same time, to really show accurate high school life, I thought Breakfast Club did a better interpretation of that. Whew, sorry, guys. Sometimes I get really fucking intellectual. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I want to play this fucking guitar. I can't play a fucking guitar anymore. I've, I have this fucking hand that's all fucked up. Anywho. But, yeah, I, I if I knew... It was going to be this short of a time. Um, uh, watching it while recording, I would have started it a lot earlier than this. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Jimmy Buffett did Spicoli's theme called I Don't Know. Uh, Mr. Hand's a prick. <laughs> but that's a good teacher. Like, I mean, I think he was kind of being a dick, but I think he also doesn't want to... Um, Okay, Sir Fish and Chips is the actual, um, and they filmed at Van Noy's High School. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was an awful impression. I have this Ghostbusters, the, the new Ghostbusters film was going to come out, but fucking COVID happened. And um, I have this poster here of it, and it still says Summer 2020, so I think it's worth more now, right? It's, it's a little fucked up. I used to work at a theater, as I've stated a thousand times, probably now. Um, and... Sorry, when words pop up on a screen, I can't help but to read. Uh, I have the soup Nazi just staring me down right now. I have this little Funko vinyl figure of him. Well, it's not Funko. It's it's a vinyl figure. I think it's called Vinyl Dollars. I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh... <laughs> oh god I'm so sorry guys I keep zoning out uh, I think I have to use the restroom I'm sorry that's TMI <laughs> I'm going to take a drink real quick but no this this film's great um, the scene where Brad's washing his car is very weird to me like the, I don't know why I'm so sorry that was fucking audible I know it Oh, but yeah, my, oh man, uh, my buddy, he, uh, he's been helping me because I've been really busy with work. So, and he does a lot of freelance, uh, illustrations and, um, he loves line art style. Um, but, uh, I know he's going to try to do some stuff cause I know his favorite artist is, um, what the fuck is your name? I can't think of his name now. Uh, Alex Ross. Alex Ross. He's a big Alex Ross guy. And, um... He's a big Alex Ross guy. I'm sorry. And, um... He would like to try to get into his level of illustration. So I think he's going to switch it up here soon. Um, probably just do... Uh, because he... Redbubble sells a lot of t-shirts, and he, he created this one for the band uh, My Chemical Romance, and it's fucking great. And then he also made one for um, Stephen King Book Club, and it's, I guess that one's a big seller of his. And also, around Christmas time, he did this one of the Red Rider baby gun, and it's awesome. Oh, excuse me. 
trying to find a fact for you. The scene where Linda instructs Stacy how to give a blowjob originally took place in a hot tub with both girls naked. This was changed to avoid an X rating. And plus, I don't, I don't know. I've never witnessed this. Maybe uh, any female viewers out there, if you want to tell me, you can. Do girls just sit around topless? Like, I feel like that sounds like a weird schoolboy, like twelve-year-old fantasy that girls just sit around naked. Oh man, that brings me back to Road Trip with Tom Green. I'm going to do an episode soon about awful movies that are great. <laughs> I know that's a, a really weird thing to say, but I've watched a lot of those recently that they're honestly bad movies. Uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. It's hilarious. It's awful. But at the same time, I love it. And the, in the movie, it's spoofing. I didn't realize it was on Amazon Prime, so I actually watched it the other night. And oh my god, it's fucking ridiculous. And I, I, it just made so much sense. Like, if I was first to discover that and didn't know there was a spoof of it, I'd feel like, man, you can make fun of this movie so easily. It's the just the exact definition of a 1970s kung fu movie. But I, again, I enjoyed it. It's, but uh, yeah. Ah. Uh. Oh, that's interesting. As you know, this movie would not actually be able to show on, like, USA Networks or any broadcast uh, television. And so they had to alternate and sanitize takes of several scenes, scenes that were filmed so that they could it could be broadcast on TV. I would... Huh. I'd be interested to see that now. Oh, I keep reading the same things over and over. I'm trying to find you guys facts. Ooh, Tom Hanks was considered for the role of Brad. And Jodie Foster was considered to play Stacy. Oh, she she turned it down because of her commitment to Yale. I respect that. Oh, fun fact about Phoebe Cates. Um, in the film, she obviously likes older men. And she later went on to marry Kevin Kline who he's he's a hilarious actor. He's a great actor, very hilarious. And he's 15 years older than her. So it's like I don't know. It makes me wonder is that how Phoebe Cates is in her life? Ah, uh, okay guys. I'm running out of things to say here and um oh, little fun fact for you. The scene with Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool that was obviously um was was the inspiration for the music video of Stacy's mom also is the most, uh, like when they had VHSs, tapes would always be at that scene when they were returned and they would be rewound every single time. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, next week's episode, I might do crank two or we'll be able to do ready player one because, uh, my buddy at Watson creations, he's already been working on those cover arts for me. So I have to do those eventually. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you guys like this show. And please leave questions. I would love to answer your questions on the air for you guys. Um, because this is all for you. I'm having fun doing it. I love movies. I love talking about movies. And I love te teaching people about things they might not know about movies. And 
again, most of my opinions, again, they're not going to be your opinions, but I respect your opinion. Just respect mine. If you're a dick, I'll dick back. Um, But yeah, I will hear from you guys next week. I'll try to be back to having an episode every Friday out for you guys because I really want to be able to do that for you guys, especially everyone who's been listening since the beginning. Thank you so much. Have a good night. I'm going to eat some pie.